Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Treat us like a podcast. Don't treat us like a cast. Don't treat us like a podcast, even though we're technically a podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Titan Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the best shout machine, Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the legend Kelker, Lindsay Kelk. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. yeah. Sure, I'll take it. (laughs) And our special guest, he is the VP of Sales and Marketing for Valiant Comics, Matthew Kleiner Recliner. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us on Tights and Fights. So usually when we have a new guest on, the first thing we like to do is talk to them a little bit about their history with wrestling and their wrestling fandom. How did you get into this crazy, wonderful, stupid, amazing thing? So I can blame my big sister for this. So uh, she was very much older than me. Uh, I say was. She still is, uh, despite what she would like to think. Instead of babysitting me, she just sat me down in front of the TV one day and said, Hi, that's Hulk Hogan. And I was like, oh, okay, good guys, bad guys, I get this. And then before I was four years old, I was at SummerSlam 1990. That was my very first show. So when I'm in therapy and my therapist asked me, what's your earliest childhood memory? I get to tell them it's the ultimate warrior shaking his ass on top of a steel cage. (laughs) And then from there, I just... I became a rabid, I guess you would call me smarky sort of mark. We all had that period. It's fine. Some of us are still in it. It's fine. <laughs> I've gone through some stuff. I've, I've worked through some of those issues. I'm back to a place where I can just enjoy it slightly more as a pure fan. Uh, but I've been to three or four manias. I go to every show in New York. I've been to every takeover Brooklyn. Um, I follow ROH. I follow New Japan. I used to do a podcast about New Japan when... People were trying to teach me the ways of Japanese pro wrestling. So uh, I've just been in it, always been in it, love storytelling, love the the morality. And uh, it's one of the most fun experiences to go to live. So you are uh, both awarded that fantastically and also right. Um, Thank you. That was lovely. (laughs) Oh, I don't get called lovely very often. So thank you. Oh, I'll give I'll give you all those. I'll give oh, them, I'll well, give Welcome to the lovely wrestling hour. Yeah, well, Lindsay and Danielle. <laughs> yeah, this is the it this is the wrestling podcast right where we love up on each other. This <laughs> yeah. is what that's what this is. <laughs> so the 2019 Hall of Fame announcements have started rolling in. This year's mm-hmm. induction will be headlined by Degeneration X. <gasps> The 90s faction, of course, comprised of Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Rodog, Billy Gunn, X-Pac, and the ninth wonder of the world, China. China. Uh, I, I know that there was a, some backlash about this on, on, on the internet. I've got some opinions. Matthew, what do you think? Well, I mean, this is the workaround, right? This is how you get China in there without having to actually just give her her own plaque as you were posthumously so it's like would i've liked her to just go in on her own fucking badass accomplishments sure i think that would have been really great do i think this is completely see-through absolutely do i understand it yeah okay i guess 
Yeah, now it's happened, I kind of feel like I can't believe it didn't happen before because it right. was so many WWE criteria. They get to please the fans. Well, yep. sometimes that's a WWE criteria. But they please the fans by putting China in and Triple H and Sean get two rings. So, yeah, and that's... I mean, and, and, then, and, and, and as always... I'm okay with that. Uh, as always, more Triple H and more Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Like, this is, you know, obviously... And I think that this, for them, because they've done this before with other people who are controversial, they'll put them in with their faction test the waters and see what the reaction is and i think with this what's going to happen is and what i'm hoping is going to happen is that they're going to see all of the love and everyone being like great we're glad you do this for china now she needs her own one and i think that they're going to go ahead and um and let her in it might be yeah, a you couple know, of years from it now. might be five years from now but i think she is totally. going in um one thing because i and i've talked about this on the podcast before uh i hinted at it on twitter but i didn't say too many specifics because the last thing we need right now is for some of the stuff to be trending i don't think that would help her but as i've talked about before it's not the porn it's the very it is one very specific wwe parody porn where characters named stephanie mcmahon and vince mcmahon have a (sighs) three-way with china and do uh have sexual things together and that's what it is Um, and I've told this to people before and folks have been like, I can't find it. And I'm like, well, it used to be all over all the sites. I think in the last year they have been scrubbing it Yeah. because you can I still would not be surprised. Yeah. You can still find her other work if you look, but like you can't find that on any no, of the free gone. tube sites. It's, mo- it's gone. Well, I, mean, I, I think they have the, they have the capability to scrub our social security numbers if we want to. Let's be very clear <laughs> about the machine that you're discussing right now. I mean, you know, they are, they are in this government, but yeah, so <laughs> they, I, I, so I do, I think that they were doing that in preparation for knowing that they were trying to find a way, like a backdoor way to get in and get China in. And with that not being as readily available and not as many people talking about it, or maybe even knowing about it, uh, it perfectly sets her up to be put in in the next few years. And then, and, and you know, as per usual, before we move on to the next thing, I always have to say, it is fucking time for Cindy Lauper to be in the Hall yes. of Fame. There is yes. no reason for her to not no be in the reason. Hall of Fame. She can be yes. this year. We haven't announced the celebrity yet, right? That's true. That's true. Because I, and it's that's New York. True. And it's it New York. Be. It's it should New York. be Cindy. It should be Cindy. And I've been trying, this is something I've talked about on the podcast. I've been, talk, I've been championing this for years. We always assumed that it was because she didn't want to do it. And then she let someone no, no, they haven't asked. It doesn't make any sense. You don't get rock and wrestling without Cindy Lauper. You don't have no. the crossover success without Cindy Lauper because she was such a huge star. And in that moment, she elevated wrestling. Yep. She elevated Rowdy Roddy Piper. She deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. All right. Seriously. So now we're going to go on to some more current events. So we're going to get to the second to last pay-per-view before Ice Cream Christmas Elimination <laughs> Chamber. The WWE title match finally main evented the show with it all ending with Daniel Bryan <laughs> defeating an unbelievably over Kofi Kingston. Um, oh my God, it was so good. And, so you know, good. Kofi, every time you put him in, we all know how good he is, and he always manages to be like, oh, I for- you're, you're that damn good. He's so good that he is whatever you need him to be, he will be yep. it. And he does it without complaining. He does it with complete confidence, panache, and style. He makes everything look good. He makes being a member of New Day look good. He made being IC champion look good. He makes being that second-tier mid-card guy who is just there to do it. He does it with a smile on his face, and he makes it look amazing. He never makes anything look difficult or complicated. Of course, when you put him in a top spot, he's going to make it look incredible. I, I, I 
this is I have been losing my mind at people on Twitter this week. Being like, oh no, you all love Kofi. Like we've always loved Kofi. Fuck we've always loved you. Him. He's what? the most lovable man alive. He's the most lovable man in the world. No one gets that excited about unboxing things. No, absolutely. Being and the also, most like, man alive. there's a reason that like we love the Royal Rumble. And how many times yes. do we talk yep. about the Kofi spot? Exactly. And I don't think it's fair at all for people to say like, oh, you only like him now they've put him in this spot. We have loved him in whatever spot he's been in. He hasn't, we haven't heard him demand or argue or be upset about not being in the spot before, to the best of my knowledge. So honestly, I thought he was really happy. And I think he does amazing work where he he does it. The fact that he's in this spot now is so well-deserved. It's so overdue. And I just want to see him run with it. I've been so heartened by all the people with hashtag Kofi Mania. I've just, it mm-hmm. made me so happy. He he was incredible. I I was watching the show, but I like stopped what I was doing because I was doing stuff. <laughs> and I just stood in the middle of my living room watching those last 15 minutes. I was shouting. I was shouting at the TV. Every false finish. I, th- I thought the end of that match, the last 11 minutes with Brian was just, uh, I it made me believe. And like, that's the dream. That's when pro yes, wrestling is at totally. its very best. It made me, I knew he wasn't going to win. It wasn't time yet. And yet he fucking got me. And it's the greatest feeling in the world. I was at Madison Square Garden when he put Randy through the table in 2007. I heard the pop. Everyone thought it was going to be then. He was the next guy. Um, It just took 11 years. Uh, Sorry, 2009. (laughs) Um, I got the year wrong. My apologies. Uh, I'm a date freak and that that really screwed up. It's fine. We're not not going to keep you on trivia. That's not not our jam. You're good. (laughs) You guys are so accepting. I really appreciate the safe space that I'm in right now. I don't always find this with pro wrestling fans. No, so. that's why that's our goal. That's, our goal that's is nothing. our goal is to make wrestling a cuddle. Yeah, instead of a squared circle, <laughs> we're a squared safe space. I feel <laughs> very spooned have. right now. Thank <laughs> you. I feel very spooned. So. <laughs> As well, you should be. Uh, but he deserves it. He deserves it without a doubt. And and we recognize wrestling fans are so loyal, and we have such long memories, and we appreciate the hustle. And that man has hustled for over a decade. So, of course, we're ready. Of course, we want him to win it. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. It's You know, that's what we do. We like we like rewarding people and giving them their flowers before they have to retire. That's that's always yeah. my favorite thing. So the other chamber match um, from that night was the Women's Tag Team Championships. Some fucking amazing spots from everyone. Yeah. Everyone brought it. Yeah. Everyone looked of, like a winner. Everyone looked like a winner. But at the end of the they day, did. there can be only one winning team. And our inaugural title holders are Bailey and my wife. Congratulations, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so much. It must have been such a beautiful celebration. It was nice. It was very, you know, it was beautiful. She came home. She's been sleeping with the belt all week. It's weird, but I I get it. I get it. That means you get to sleep with the belt too. So that's pretty nice. A little more gold. No, that's not how our relationship works. Oh no! Oh, you have you have no. different rules. I listen. Respect, respect. Every, there's a million different types of relationships, and they can all work. So I I appreciate it to no end. I think right now she's only married to the belt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so obviously that was amazing. Everyone looked great. Everyone looked good. Um, obviously, as much as everyone knows, like my my Sasha and Bailey standum is through the roof. Mm-hmm. But you know, as much as I wanted the Iconics to win because I thought that that would have created oh. a better storyline, yeah. I sure. do obviously love that if it wasn't going to be them for it to be Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, and I think the match yeah. was booked so strongly that I I was with you on the Iconics right. I'm like, you know, this feels right. Like put it on the heels have them be so covetous of it like go the full golem it's their precious like they want it right um but 
the match was put together so well that by the end of it, you're like, oh, these are the only people who could have it. They right. are. Um, and that's, again, when wrestling is great, when wrestling makes you believe. I mean, we'll get onto it, I'm sure, on our SmackDown chat, but then building up Mandy and Sonya to look like killers and they whether are. or not they can Thank carry it off God. in the long run, we'll see. But they are, they're doing something with them that's a real thing. It was a night of opportunities. People were told to step up. And what was really cool is that, and I think in a bunch of the matches here throughout the card, you saw people step up. We talked about Kofi, I think Sonya, Mandy. Can we talk about Nia and Tamina just decimating that whole fucking ring for like five minutes? I definitely think that that's the best Tamina's ever looked. Yeah. Ever, I'm not sure ever. about the vagina covering flap on her outfit. It's so weird, right? It's like, you remember when, this is a very random reference, but remember when Princess Diana did the landmine tour and she had like the flat jacket on and she had the yes. body? No. And there was like a flap that went down over her lady parts and everyone in England was like, save the royal vagina. Uh, every time she wears that outfit, I'm like, save the royal vagina. Um, and I just, I don't know what she thinks they're going to do to it. And so it's looking like these titles are going to be defended across Ross Smackdown and NXT which that was the surprising thing for me. Do you think that this is the right direction for them, Matthew? Uh, I think it's a start. I mean, I think I, I think it's a little bit of that, well, we're going to try this. Let's see how it goes. We don't want to overcommit just yet. Let's see. Like, So it, it feels like, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of playing around with the model. I think it could work. I mean, certainly we'll get to it when we talk about kind of the the next class of NXT sort of invasion on this week's Raw and SmackDown. I mean, they've been they've been threatening for a while as Triple H that NXT would be a little bit more of a presence and a little bit more on equal footing. So, look, do I want to see Kairi Sane and Io Shirai go after, you know, Bailey and Sasha? Uh, yes, please take all my money. Um, take the money I don't mm-hmm. have. I'll go steal some. It's fine. But uh, so, so I... I think let's see how it goes for the first six months. I would rather there be one belt, one brand, but at the same point in time, look, I, I'm kind of willing to take my shreds of happiness wherever I can get them, and I'm happy right now. So let's go for it. Let's see how it works, yeah. and I'll judge mm-hmm. it in three months. Yeah, for me, it's like, you know what? I Yeah, it would be great if it was one belt, one brand, but like aside from NXT, the tag divisions on Raw and SmackDown yes. are a mess anyway. I don't need them to make more yeah, mess. This is at least something it's new, it's different, it's exciting. I know that they're going to be putting effort in and like this is something right. that's again we haven't really seen it done in this way before yeah um no. and it seems like with it being that it bounce it's never gonna get boring nope well you know what they say no. if it ain't broke don't fix it and you know what this is broke so let's fix it yeah like, let's this see if is this the works. opposite yeah. of that let's try yeah. i like i wouldn't and i think i talked about it before we had the conversation before where i wouldn't mind if they did that with one of the men's belts where i would be fine with it if there was like a hardcore if they if they brought back which it couldn't be hardcore it would have to be something else mm-hmm. because you It'd know be like tv championship or something. Oh. yeah something where it does bounce Ooh, from brand to brand yeah. to brand i always loved you know when the nxt champion would come up and try to get another yes. championship and like hold both belts um i love that kevin kind owens of thing yeah i think that's great kevin owens john um, cena was amazing for that u.s title yeah. run i Page mean it too. I mean, Paige had both belts. Yes. Yep. Like, I've always kind of really appreciated that. So, yeah, I think this is a way to keep it new. It keeps it fresh. It keeps it interesting. Um, there are infinite number of combinations of things that you can do. Um, so, you know, I look very forward to watching those two fight, you know, fucking Mandy and Sonia over and over and over right. again yep. for the next three months. Um, so sticking with the women, Ruby Riot had not one but two title opportunities this week. Did taking back-to-back losses, including a big squash match on Sunday, hurt her at all? I think the problem with it for me was the Sunday match was so terrible. 
Um, right. It really, and it was the, really disappointing. Yeah, and then the Monday match was great, where she got all of her shit in, and she looked like champion, and Ronda looked like she squeaked out with the victory. I, it, it's confusing because I, I felt so bad when at first I was like, I loved Elimination Chamber, everything about it. And then it was quite rightly pointed out to me by our producer, Julian, that the Ruby match was absolutely appalling and she was treated abominably. And, you know, he's right. And the worst part was, I'm like, I didn't care because I didn't remember because it yeah. didn't even occur to me. And I'm like, that's terrible, terrible booking on their part with Ruby. But then they've not booked Ruby well since she came up. No. But then on Monday, I do think they recognize their error. One of them is going to be around in a year, you guys. Yeah, like, you have exactly. to protect the stars yeah. that are going to be around, you know? And Where's your long-term investment? Exactly. Yeah, it scares me when they don't know what to do with someone who looks different. That always will yeah. scare me. Yep. Right. And that's what... Especially with women. Yeah, and especially yeah. since they're kind of giving Liv and Sarah more of a push on their own, who are much more conventional in their ways. Uh, yeah, and that has not gone yeah, unnoticed, I think. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, let's think about what we're doing with Ruby before we fuck this up. Because uh, at the minute, I think she's totally salvageable. I think her Monday performance was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I think she's fine, but they need to think about it. I yeah, agree. I don't. I don't think it's irreparable damage. And I think that I mean, this was thrown together so quickly; it was hard to take. It was obviously an afterthought where they're like, "Oh, well, let's give Ronda one more sacrificial lamb." Yeah. Well, and they we'll need give to put reason. her in the ring so that they can bring Charlotte yeah. and Becky out to confront her. Exactly. Like, exactly. I get that, but it was just she it was just a plot device that they did. That's it the all way she they was. Did it. Yeah, I will say, though, like, uh, totally you know, so we'll go on to Becky now since we've been talking about it. So she did come <laughs> through the crowd. She attacked Charlotte <gasps> and Rhonda with her crutches oh, in her fucking... So in Jean Grey X-Men It was amazing. Sample. Like, literally, was specifically, so she came straight out of the pages of new X-Men. And it, it, we saw, it did we saw Becky Phoenix. We saw the dark Phoenix of Becky just walk into that ring and oh, beat the shit out of people so with, with crutches. It, it was so, so good. Happy. It was I, so but, good. And part of me is also like, did you take a motorcycle here and how when you're on crutches? <laughs> she was <laughs> on the back. She has someone what drive it for her. What do you need all that padding for, baby? Like, someone else is driving this for me. I'm not even, I'm <laughs> oh, not even totally. driving this myself. She's the only one that can make a sidecar look cool. Yep. <laughs> She's just going and like hitting people with her crutch. She's doing drive-by crutching. <laughs> like jousting but with crutches on a motorcycle (laughs) i would watch that oh i would watch the crap out of it what did you think matthew i thought it was great i thought becky got her heat back i mean look this isn't what we wanted for the main event of wrestlemania but i'm not gonna lie and say they're not kind of handling it mostly as good as they could considering what they're giving. As long as they make Becky look strong, as long as they give her the coming out of the crowd, I mean, she's going to look like a badass. And as long as they're not trying to make Ronda the completely sympathetic baby face in this situation, which I don't think they're going to be able to do. No, but it did give me the greatest, most pure moment of joy I've experienced in a long time when Becky gestured for Ronda to kick the crap out of Charlotte. And then as soon as she took one step, she beat the crap out of her. I just want to call out that one specific moment in the whole so storytelling it was because perfect. it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was oh, great. She's so good. She's so good. So we got to close out this part of the show with the other two title matches uh, that happened. Um, so we got to watch the Cruiserweight Championship match. This was great. I um, didn't see it. I'm going to hand up now. I'm moving house and I'm writing a book and like. I didn't see it, Danielle. Don't hate me. <laughs> no, no, I get it. But go back and watch it because Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa killed it. They killed I it. I love Tozawa so much. They killed it. Murdered it. Yeah. It also feels like they're really starting to 
make sure that people know like hey the cruiserweights mm-hmm. are something that you need to start paying attention yeah. to and there were so many great tweets about it online afterwards i was i was really happy to see the other superstars rallying around and being like yo yeah. the cruise you know and, and and we have um when you have a, a mark henry who's like pay yes. attention to yes. this yes. thing it's yes. like i will pay attention to anything you tell it me it does to. blow my mind occasionally <laughs> when i remember that tozawa they have akira tozawa on 205 right. i'm just like yeah. wait wait he's what because in my head, I'm like, no, he's still, like, champion of the world somewhere, right? And it's like, oh, he's hanging out in 205. But I'm, like, doing amazing stuff. But doing amazing work. Um, Absolutely amazing stuff. Yeah. They, oh, gosh, that match was so, so good. It was so, so smooth. Such great drama. Uh, the pacing. Buddy Murphy is a damn, I'll say it, he's a stallion. Buddy Murphy's, <laughs> Buddy Stallion Murphy right now. Why, I'm sure Alexa Bliss would agree. Oh, would she? I don't know if they're still together. I don't know if they're still together either. She had she I'm did a podcast sure with Lillian Garcia and she was very evasive and she was like, we still hang out. It's just hard. He's putting his career first right now. But when we're both home, we see a movie. Oh, well, well, he did. He did another podcast recently where he was like, yeah, no, we're, we're you know, we work it out and I run all my promos by her. And I do. Yeah, and I'm just very like, evasive. She said something like she was like, oh, when you know, it's forever. There's no rush, right? And I was like, sure. oh. Okay. Well, we need to find Larry Steve's Instagram so we yeah. can find out that if... That pig got big. That's what yes, happens. I keep telling people, teen <laughs> happy pigs it. are not real. They are just pot no. belly pigs. And the way that you keep them that small is they underfeed them. And so these these uh, these breeders will tell people, oh, yeah, you know, this is how much you give them. You give them like a cup of feed or something. No, and then the hungry. pigs, Yeah, and then the pigs <laughs> die in like two years and people can't figure out why. And they are, you know, or they get sick and the vet tells them like, you're an idiot. Pot belly pigs can still be like 200, 300 yeah, pounds. Like 150 my dudes. pounds or something crazy. Yeah, they can still oh get God. huge. There is, I want a teacup pig too, you guys. They do not exist. Welcome to Teacup Pig Hour. I'm Danielle Radford, <laughs> where we discuss all the most important news and how teacup pigs are not a real. This week, dietary restrictions, but pork or no yeah, pork? They're... Where do you fall? So. See, diets don't work. Um, so now, how does everyone feel now that the Usos have beat Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Championships? I feel like that's just the way the world is supposed to fucking be, yes. I guess. I, yeah, I felt like something in the Matrix shifted back. I mean, everything in the world is like three <laughs> degrees out right now, and like suddenly it slipped back like half a degree. And I was like, cool, now Brexit and the government. But like, I'll take this one to yeah. start. Yeah, still, still weird blackface and fashion choices, but at least the <laughs> yeah. Usos... And like at least Shane McMahon doesn't uh, have a tag team championship. Jesus, I <laughs> what do you oh, think? God, <laughs> one, it's overdue for the Usos just in general. Um, and I d- did you guys see the the interview, the WWE.com interview they did with them afterwards, where they were not. tearing up. Aww, Aww, that's nice. The Shane Miz can just dis- like we can just get rid. <laughs> we can Redacted. just get rid of Shane Miz. From the record books, please. I did enjoy Maurice's suit. Yeah. I do want to say that. That well, suit was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And my thought is, and the reason why I'm okay with Shane and him having a program is because I think they just wanted to give Miz something easy. Yeah. So right. that it'll be easy for him to take some paternity leave, yes. go do another season sure. of And Miz of and Mrs. Show. starts again in April. Yeah, Mania exactly. time. So he's oh, definitely on go. Mania. Shane's obviously on Mania because I don't know if I mentioned his last name a couple of times you might Shane's have on Mania yeah. I would rather Shane Miz than Shane AJ yeah, or Shane yes, Daniel Bryan true. at least or give Shane me someone, anywhere else give me someone with charisma yeah. who can who can carry Shane through, carry him through the storyline carry him through right. making it look fun it won't be a long match it has God, to I happen 
I'm fine. It won't be long, right, Matthew? Matthew? It's got, I, I, can <laughs> do, I can do. I can do. I can do six minutes. I can handle six minutes, including entrances. Well, he's got to if jump off something. There. He's got to jump off something. So you might be looking at eight because yeah. it takes him a couple of minutes to get back up. Put that on the pre-show and give me the cruiserweight title match on the actual main event card, please. Good call. Give Holy me that. crap! Co-signed. That's all I'm asking for. If you agree with him, and I know all of y'all do, or if you have any other thoughts on everything we've discussed so far, let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on twitter and instagram when we come back we're taking a look at all of the new stars that jumped from nxt to the main roster up next on tights and fights beginning this summer you can listen to new episodes of inside pop every other week for an even deeper dive inside the world of pop culture now we're still bringing you our brilliant insight, always on the nose opinions, and insidery inside information on the most interesting pop culture stories of the week. And we'll also have interviews with the pop culture professionals who create the culture you crave. For example, we'll speak to casting directors about how they find the right talent for the right role. We'll talk to music supervisors about how they choose the music to create the right mood. And we'll grill producers who'll discuss what exactly a producer does. Oh man, Sean, how many times has someone said to you, oh, you're a producer, so what do you actually do? So many times. <laughs> Same here. So make sure to catch Inside Pop every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun to indulge your pop culture obsessions. And to hear in-depth interviews from the movers and the shakers in TV, music, film, and more. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kill And... Matthew Klein. Triple H kicked off Raw by announcing a ton of NXT stars were making their main roster debuts. Let's start with Ricochet, who teamed up with new Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor on Raw and then beat Eric Young on SmackDown. Ricochet! I feel like... I mean, I, to me, that feels like a really... Especially considering that, like... Um, you know, he hasn't won like the NXT championship or anything like that. It mm -hmm. feels like a quick call up. Um, but it's also, like I said, it's Ricochet. Obviously, we know he's got the goods. And I mean, I love him, but the style of wrestling he does, the knees ain't going to last forever. And if that hairline's mm -hmm. any indication, I'm reading the hairline like a sundial. <laughs> you know, the further back it goes, the less time we have left with him. Yep, that's fair. Um, and obviously, he did amazing. Love the call up. I think it's a great idea, but it also, as per usual, I love a shot in the arm but I'm also like what about everyone who's already there um, So, and speaking of Finn obviously how do we all feel about him finally having so some excited. fucking weight around I'm his so belt excited. I'm so excited I'm so happy um, in <laughs> LA when his match was on there was a double rainbow in the sky <laughs> and I honestly honestly thought even I was going to do knows. a cry even the sky <laughs> for our Irish son I was like look a rainbow <laughs> like in Ireland with leprechauns and other racist shit and I was so so excited. I was so happy. We're finally letting the Irish oh my work here. God, I wanted it. So yeah, it was like even the sky was like, fuck it, give him the belt. I was so happy. It's so overdue. I wanted it so badly. He feels so right as the Intercontinental Champion. He does. He feels so, it feels like so perfect. It feels special. Um, I, I, I love Ricochet. I was kind of like, let him have his moment. But I understand these changes were made to Raw for reasons of Vincent Kennedy McMahon feeling a bit put out 
over the, all of the all or nothing shenanigans. So he was mm. like, make my show special. Right. Um, but whatever. Wh- who knows? I'm so happy for Finn. I'm so happy. I am so happy for I Finn. I want to give him a double hug. Oh, what do you what do you think about the Irish takeover? Uh, first of all, I'm all for the Irish takeover. I, I cannot wait until after Mania when Finn Balor has that Intercontinental title and Becky Lynch has that motherfucking Raw Women's Championship and you see them cheers in the background with that shot on social media. Oh. Uh, I'll be a happy man. You I know what I want? I'm a very happy man. I want one day. <sighs> It's a dream, and I know. Shoot your when shot, he Daniel. gets back for that fucking universal title, and then Becky comes into the ring, and we finally get a oh. version of yep. Eddie Guerrero and Chris yep. Benoit and that Chris they can Benoit. actually air. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they can play it for years and years and years and years and years. Confetti coming mm-hmm. down, tears streaming down their eyes. I yeah. want it so bad. I'm kind of tearing up. Yeah. I'm kind of tearing up. It's, it's uh, I did. It was my favorite thing last week. Welcome to Titan every- Cries. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone was giving Becky advice and Finn gave her advice, then at the end she's like, absolute good, by the way. That was like my favorite, <laughs> favorite thing. Because like it's like that. And that's what I love about the Becky character is like Becky knows who she is, but also like she manages... And this is always, it's something I feel like the internet always talks about. We always say, like, they forget their own history. They don't remember things right. they've established. They don't remember whatever. You know who always remembers her history? Becky Lynch. Yep. And you know who yep. always throws her history in? Becky, Becky fucking Lynch. Lynch. So when she yep. has that always. moment of that acknowledgement, yep. that's great. It's like, you know, the same thing for me when Sami Zayn was like, hey, you're finally doing the thing that I told you to do. Like when he got on, <laughs> when he got on his Twitter and was yeah. like, you know. Yeah. No, imagine being that much of a monster that can come in and beat someone black and blue literally with a crutch oh. but still pop off like a joke in the back without it touching your character at the slightest <sighs> hashtag life good. goals just hashtag life goals for me i'm trying someday <sighs> yeah. i'll be half i'll be halfway there to becky lynch's status that would be great you'll but, be uh, half I, the man that becky is <laughs> I, that any that of is, us could if be. i can right. be a third of the man becky is i will feel accomplished it's I'm, not just because i'm five six but seriously <laughs> Gotta get my big Becky Energy t-shirts ready for me now. Oh. I'll be selling them outside of the arena in a, in a suitcase. Look out for me. I will be purchasing about 10 of them from you, That's Andy, right. from and me I will be... and all my friends. All right, so next we're going to talk about Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano returning as Dark DIY against The Revival in the bar. I love everything. <sighs> Tag team wrestling exists, y'all. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but this, like, oh, man, my heart, my heart, like, could not take it what did y'all think loved it loved it it was loved perfect it. loved it it was perfect it was and and it, it's also one of those moments where a team like the bar can start to get kind of stale because you're having them mm-hmm. do yes. stuff over and over again but then when you put them on something like this how good they are yeah and how talented they are at making everyone else look good yeah. too and for Chumper and Gargano to look so great. Because when they did that little backstage before, and it looked so crazy because they were so tiny and so tan. And I was right. like, oh, look at my tiny babies. I don't want them to get hurt. And then uh, I thought Gargano's promo was amazing. when he was like, we don't just so set good. the bar. We break the bar. And break I was like, the oh, bar. shit. Uh, I fucking and then, squealed. Uh, I yeah. squealed. I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Bring it on. It was so good. And then the match was fantastic. I was really scared that. Chompa got injured, then I was really scared that Seamus got injured. Oh, the knee I think spot. everyone's okay. Oh, God. But you know what? As long as no one in the revival gets fucking injured, that's no all one I'm in the worried revival about. Gets injured, and everyone keeps their knees. You need your knees. Yes. You need I, your well, knees. It's really hard to get around without them. Wrap the revival in bubble wrap. And finally, 
Alistair Black took on Elias and Andrade with, of course, his wife, Zelina Vega, <laughs> renewing the job of rooting against him. It is the best thing yeah. in the world. How do the cats so feel? Good. Lindsay? I feel like the cats are probably split pretty 50-50. Mm. And I would imagine specifically Toby Tomato would just be like, I only like Andrade. Because, so, oh, totally. you, you know, totally. he's just that difficult one, you know? I agree. Matt, yeah, what do you think the cats think? His, his love is conditional. Uh, I think uh, I'm with you. I think Tubby Tomato is just very much of a, you know, what have it's you done heel. for me lately? I think heel. Andrade yeah. is going to show me a little bit more love than two of you right now because y'all are newlyweds That's and I don't true. like it. So, uh, no, I think, uh, but I, I agree. I think 50 50 is probably the right split on this. Yeah. Um, I mean, they keep bringing more cats home too. Like the others are going to get pissed off eventually. Yeah, at a certain point, <laughs> like it's it's like four like you, cats for two people is you 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 ta- you max it you're out. You're outnumbered. You really are. You're outnumbered. And, yeah, and they don't have like chill cats. Those are needy <laughs> cats. Yeah, they need daily brushing. There's a horror story to be written in here somewhere. There's like a Stephen King, like the cats are going to murder us in our sleep sort of thing that's happening. So welcome to careful, Cat yeah. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Lindsay, Matthew, and Danielle. Cats and fights on SmackDown. We got to see Asuka wrestle for the first time in a month. And she <sighs> lost after Mandy Rose pinned her with you a roll-up. That classic Divas roll-up. That classic <sighs> way to end a woman's match. You have someone roll someone else up. Matthew, what do you think? So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and keep my shit together here as I, as I talk okay. about it. I just... Okay. Don't understand why they have to keep making Asuka look like an idiot. Why do you keep making your killer look like an idiot? They did it with Carmella, and now they're doing it again. Just let her be a killer. You don't need this shit. There's other ways to book this person. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're right. No, you're right. They keep nerf. They get these lady beasts and then they cut them off at the knees. Yep, it doesn't make any sense. I it makes no sense. I'm looking. I've been trying so hard to find the positives, and I'm like, you know what? I know we need to build Mandy and Sonya. You can't keep having Mandy and Sonya lose all the time, Sonya, and feed them into lose. But it's like, you know who you could have had? Jobbers. You could have had some jobbers. Yes. You could have even brought. I don't know. I know it was a big NXT bring up, so don't. But like. Bring up Aaliyah and let her eat Aaliyah. I do something She's with done someone. Just don't have her lose on her first match out when you've been teasing her for a month as this yep. monster. Yep. And then you say, like, "Oh, actually, she fell for my eye hurts. Now I held. Now I hold your bottom and pin you out and roll you up." I'm like, "Shut up! Shut up!" Also, it's Bad like, wrong. I'm sorry. Bret Hart could get away with that Ugh. thing. Bret Hart used to do that brilliantly, and he could get away with a goddamn roll up, faking an injury. But Mandy Rose ain't no Bret Hart. Also, so. I'm sorry against Oscar. The woman with the most powerful fucking legs yes. on the roster. Ever. Yeah, and also while we're on this subject, fuck the fuck off, Lacey Evans. Fuck. Uh, thank the you. Fuck. Thank you. Off. I don't know really if that's always. clear enough. Uh, I am a writer, so words are my tools. Fuck the fuck <laughs> off. It is a bummer because like her gimmick is so great, but she is so trash. Oh, it's just so upsetting. And they just keep sending her out with a procession of shitty cheap handbags and be like, she's a lady. I'm like, no, she looks like. It's just ridiculous. It makes me so mad. It's making me really mad. Sonia's also, doing like, all that good work on those. I'm assuming oh my god, so, I'm Sonia stand forever. Like I think Sonia is amazing. I think she's doing really good work. I think she's really coming into her own. I think in the next two years, Sonia's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to see her on Toad Steve's. Oh my god. Do me you too. watch Toad Steve's, Matt? 
It's it's gonna be amazing. I might actually watch it for Sonya. That might be where I start going because I am a big Sonya Deville fan. And and look, I don't blame the Oscar segment on Mandy Rose. Like Mandy Rose is going out there getting the win. She's getting yep. the push. Like yeah, that's, I mean, that's she not did Mandy's what she was fault. told to do. Right? That's her job. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's her job. Are you gonna say no to a push? Hell no. Yeah, this is no. a because you don't know when you're business. gonna get one again. Yeah. Exactly. Ask Kofi. So, <laughs> yeah. like Mandy doesn't have 11 years in her. That's all I'm saying. No. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I just, the Lacey Evans things pissed me off because it didn't make any sense either. If it had been right at the end and that had caused the distraction, then I would get it. But I'm getting right. really mad with this, like just bringing her out to walk, go like, what is this? And then leave again. I'm like, it's time to shit or get off the pot on yeah. Lacey Evans. Why is everyone fighting? No, I'm like, no, they, a aren't you like a Marine or whatever? Yeah, I know. I'm like, Throw hands. I'm just like, you are not like allowed to do little. This is not just you coming out to the races and you can just stand around <laughs> waiting for people to make conversation with you. Yeah, just you are not something. Laura Bonatti. That is a reference oh, for two oh, people. Oh, I, I, I am one of them. I am one of them. Sorry, uh, Bonatti. Nothing but respect for my Eliza Doolittle. Uh, she is Eliza Doolittle and she is one of my favorite Broadway actresses. And look her up because she's amazing and she's She really follows funny. me on Twitter. No fucking yeah. way. Fuck yeah. Shut I up. don't know why, but I will take it. Tell her I love her. I will. So jealous of you right now. I just <laughs> met you and I'm so jealous of you. Uh, we're all here together. I this is now. Some... Welcome to We Love Laura Bonatti. We've evolved so much since the beginning of this podcast. It's really been Talk a magical about an experience evolution. for me. <laughs> we have so many podcasts that I'm going to pitch and then immediately be shown the door. One final note before we're done with news. So what is everyone expecting from Dean Ambrose? Because it's looking like this really is his last yeah. run with I'm WWE. Him he don't give a just fuck. Go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yep. He does not care. What do you think, Matthew? Do you think that they're going to have him go out with a bang or go out with a like? Uh, probably closer to the latter. I think it might be more of a. Mm. Uh, I, if he has his way. I wouldn't like, play I, past him pooping I, himself I, on TV. <laughs> you might think it was funny. Yeah. I've seen some old he John Box. Yep, yep. He's pretty much a look. I'm, I'm here. Do with me whatever you want. Put over like I thought it was great. He put over EC3. I thought that was a great freaking moment. I put over Drew. Get whatever little equity yep. you can. Beat him every single week, and then he'll have one. I, I expect he will come out at Mania and help Seth against Brock, and that will be kind of the send off, yeah. right? And then there's your happy ending. The Bros one final time, and then uh, Dean Ambrose will never be mentioned ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah. despite and us listening to his wife every week. I, so I do think that, I mean, and I hope because it is mania. Um, and we know that, uh, we know that oh, you think he's it? been, Roman's been working. Yes. Um, yeah. I would like, and I think that maybe they might, we'll see what happens. If nothing else, I think on social media, we'll get a moment of the yeah. shield boys being the see, shield this boys to, me, to wrap it up. I agree. To yeah. me, it's There'll my be a biggest concern thing. is it's, the biggest threat to the women's main event because I understand Vince mm. still isn't fully decided mm. on what will close the show. What? And it does. What? Yeah, that's that's what? official no, word. That's, official no. word is they are not no. able to tell us what will close the show. Trust me as someone who's been trying to pitch articles about the women's first ever headlining main event when they are saying we would love you too, but we can't tell you for sure that's happening. If they are turning down press, they don't know. Uh, so wow. it's my biggest concern is that if 
Vince gets it on him on the day that he can get this moment of the last ever moment of the Shield all being back together, of bringing Roman back for the first time since he announced he was going away to take care of himself. Of even if it's just him coming to visit, Dina. yeah, no, and I, yeah. I don't think he will be coming in. I think they would just come to the ring to celebrate with him, right? Give us that mania moment they can use forever on promo reels. It'd be but a let's great, hope not. be a great mania promo reel if you have Becky Lynch fucking standing there with the title in yes. front of eighty thousand people. We know that that'd be a great. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying who it is that's going to make the call on the day and, and, and they could be. save Roman and all that stuff for Monday because you know yeah. they like to save some of that stuff that's true. for sure. the Monday after you can save that for Monday he could come out really on Monday could. and say like well done brother and and just have Dean be there off. and then they yeah. leave and whatever yep. or yeah. one no. more one more fist bump and and you know they can lay their vests in the ring finally well I mean Dean has got to go find the one that he burned but yes. he'll, he'll need yes. to go get a replacement sure but still you could do something like that yeah. yeah, oh, they have Roman's to Roman's got spares. like eight. They can borrow one of Roman's. <laughs> Just get Kurt Angles because, Jesus Christ, I don't need him wearing it again. <laughs> so good. Oh, that was uh. great. Mega great. good. If you've got any thoughts on any of the stuff that we just talked about, do, do you have any thoughts about uh, cats? Would you like to talk about Laura Bonatti? Mm-hmm. Um, let us yes, know please. at facebook.com slash group slash tightspites and at tightspites on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we have got three things from the wrestling world that you should know about. That's up ahead on Tights and Fights. There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the words word bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters. Designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kill And... Matthew Klein. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Why did I say that sexy? <laughs> Just un- unnecessarily sexing us back into the show. Matthew, guests go first here. What would you like to put over? I would like to put over Daniel Bryan's promo as he's walking towards the ring at Elimination Chamber in response to the most harmful chant in the history of pro wrestling. (laughs) I don't want you people to call me a martyr, but I am suffering for the greater good. While all of the small-minded people just repeat one stupid phrase over and over again. It reminds me that there is still hope because you people need me and the planet needs me. And there is still hope that the new Daniel Bryan will raise this beautiful championship and still be the WWE champion. 
See, I wasn't sure if he was talking about yes, what, or no, because they chanted all three. But it works for all of them. <laughs> it works for all of them. He is literally, he has found a way. He has found the anti-what chant kryptonite. It is incredible to see that man just genius on display. That's how you get around being undercut by the entire audience. And uh, yes, I have been looking for his belt on Etsy to see if they are in the yet. God, remember when people used to, he was a bad promo. No, 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 no more. No, and also, no, if no, Kofi no. wins, I want him to keep that hemp belt. Lindsay, what about you? I am putting over a little movie. I don't know if you've seen this mentioned at all in the last year since hmm. every day. Hmm. Uh, it's a movie called Fighting hmm. With My Family. But don't worry about being the next me. Be the first you. What? It's Dwayne Johnson. How are you? Prove it. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah, and I'm Vin Diesel, mate. I'm sorry. Yay! I am so happy. I've never heard of I've it. heard, and I've also, like... <laughs> okay, let me break it down. I went into it thinking it was very much about Paige's story and her journey through WWE, which is what they show you in the uh, trailers, really. Because she's the one we see, know. Yeah. yeah, to see her brother's version of it where he was the one that had the same dream and then to have it taken away and how his life would have to alter and change and how they dealt with it together and how the family deals with it all together. It's actually a really compelling, heartwarming um, warm story. Go see it. Genuinely loved it. Everyone I know that has seen it has loved it. Yeah, all the... Uh, all of my like movie folks, because y'all know I'm like I'm also movie things and blah blah blah. All my movie folks who have seen it who don't watch wrestling were like, I loved this movie. Like, could not wait to text me yeah. and tell me how much they loved it. So, <laughs> hooray! Nope, I've got my ticket for Sunday. Hell yeah, you do. Um, now for me, I am putting over. Uh, it wouldn't be me if I wasn't putting over a fucking tweet. Um, in this case, I was gonna put over two tweets, and then I realized that one of them was a little spicy. One of them's a little gossipy, but I just I liked it. So the Bella Sarah Sarah used to date Seth Rollins, and they have split up. Oh. And I'm putting her mm -hmm. over because she put up a very lovely tweet that was very mature, Aww. and I just like when people act like. Like fucking adults. It's a nice change from the daily grind. Right? Isn't it nice? Like she wrote like, you know, that they have love for each other and, you know, here's to having a good life and I hope you do well. And it was very, very sweet and I loved it. So putting over people for being mature and awesome. And then I am putting over a tweet from a couple of days ago by Cody Rhodes. Um, someone tweeted at him, speaking of the garden, you're going to be there in April. Cody quote tweeted and said, no, sir, that's WWE's weekend. Which that was the first one I read and I was like, okay, that's kind of really cool and interesting. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. the Young Bucks or Matt from the Young Bucks said, I think we're doing a barbecue that weekend anyway, right? And Cody said green egg. And so for, the, you know, folks that barbecue, we know that the green egg is like that green Weber grill. It's also incredibly portable. And so it either... Either they're being really, really cool and just saying like, yo, we don't need to step on WWE's weekend. This is going to be our own thing. Or they're teasing some kind of like tailgate situation in the parking lot. Ooh. Is my Ooh. guess. Either one Either of them. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Whether they do a tailgate thing and that's really fun somewhere or whether they're just literally saying like, yo, that's their weekend. We don't need to step on it because we've got our own stuff going on. Yeah. Either way. I, or they'll do a spot show in the parking lot. But I'm kind yeah. of okay with the other version a, too. I, at first I thought they were doing being a grown up until he said green egg and I was like, yeah. that's the portable one. That's the one you take for tailgating. I won't be able to go because I'm going to be 
with the Fed. So I won't be allowed. Yeah, so you don't want to. I'm just going to step out for a moment, my friends at WWE. I just got to go uh, check on a thing. It's a lady problem. Don't ask questions because uh, they don't. Oh, you uh, got to wear one of those masks oh, that, like, those God. reflector ones that mistresses yeah. wear when they don't want anyone to recognize yeah. them after they've been caught. Yeah. I don't want to lose my tickets. Yeah, don't lose don't don't lose your tickets. <laughs> no, Not don't the lose risk. them. I can't we've afford seen, them. We've Lindsay, seen what happens if someone exactly, exactly exactly Matt. We've seen what happens when people go out and hang out with Cody and the Young Bucks when yeah. they're on property. It... <laughs> <laughs> and I am no zombie princess. Like I can not pull that shit off. <laughs> no. That's just how I look on an end of a night anyway. So oh, I mean you don't wrestle in tights, but you're my zombie princess. Aww. Aww. Welcome to the love hour. Welcome to the love when hours. Should. It's amazing. All right. Well, that does it for us at Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Matthew Klein. Thank you so much for coming and hanging Thank out, you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. It was so much Thank fun. Thank you so much. It, it was an absolute dream come true. Thank you so much for having me on here. And we've got a little giveaway for you guys, too. So I know you guys had Vida Ayala on as a guest, uh, who I love yeah, and adore. Yeah, they were the best. No end. For Vita's latest series, Livewire from Valiant, we actually did a glass cover for the comic book. Um, it's extremely rare. It is one of the craziest, most amazing things ever created in the history of the medium. Uh, it was very hard to get, but we wanted to donate one to the Tights and Fights listeners for you all to share and to find one lucky, wonderful supporter who deserves it, uh, who loves all things Laura Bonatti, pro wrestling, cats, um, and <laughs> in order to deserve it for you guys, uh, and I think Julian's got some photos of that uh, to put up, and we're and yes, it does respond to black light. It will actually glow in uh, black light as well. Oh, it's a yeah. crazy thing. Oh no, it's 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 the thing. But thank you so much for having okay, me that on. Sounds... This is amazing. So dope. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We're so happy to have you. So much fun talking to you. And we also have Lindsay Kelk, of course, me, Danielle Radford. Kelkity Kelk, do you have anything that you want to plug? I know you're so tired. I'm so tired. I'd like to plug Whoa. anyone coming to help me move. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving house and it's hard. Don't do it, people. Just burn down where you live now and start afresh. Throw away all your yeah, possessions. Uh, mostly because uh, I'm mostly moving books and uh, that's the real heavy. There's a bunch of them because I wrote so many. So if you wanted to buy some, not directly from me, unfortunately. But yes, you could go check out my books at lindsayhelt.com. I wrote books. Read them, please. Go buy her books. Buy her books. <laughs> They're really you. good. I, I always sound like Jay from fucking um, <laughs> buy my book. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I loved The Critic. <laughs> As for me, again, Danielle Radford, y'all know me. Check me out on Screen Junkies. I also have Patreon, blah, 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 all kinds of good things. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is the plant gang leader in Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, you are. <sighs> what you benching oh. now, Jules? Is it leg day or arm day? Benching exactly one pro controller in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> he got married. It's fine. Uh, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we are definitely putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, please remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all of your friends. That is what helps us be a podcast. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. This is also a huge part of the reason why we are a podcast. And we will be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.